Welcome to The Sunshine House, a cozy corner where you can curl up and listen to chats with some of your most beloved children's book creators. My name is Zannie Louise, author of a bunch of books for kids and also completely besotted with the children's book world. I teach writing to both kids and adults and I mentor children's book writers to help them publish their own stories. Here I chat to creators about their process, getting published, maintaining a sustainable career and everything in between. If you are a writer or an illustrator, come and join us over at the Sunshine House Facebook group, a lovely happy place which is all about supporting and inspiring book creators. You can support the podcast too by leaving a rating or review on your podcast platform of choice and by sharing with your community. Today I'm chatting with Sandhya Parapakaran, a Melbourne-based picture book author shortlisted for the CBCA Awards for her first book, The Boy Who Tried to Shrink His Name. We talk today about Sandhya's journey into publishing and her new book, Amar's Sari. Hi Sandhya, how are you? Oh, good, thank you. Hi, Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on the Sunshine House. It's very oh. lovely to see you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for inviting me and I'm very happy to be here. Yay. Um, well, your beautiful book, Amasari, fell into my hands recently. For those listeners uh, to the podcast, they won't see the beautiful cover, so you can go and Google it and see one of the most beautiful covers of 2022, I believe. It's the illustrations in this book are divine. The illustrator is Michelle Piera, and she's just done such a beautiful job bringing this book to life. Do you want to give us a little rundown of what Amasari is about, maybe the story itself, but also what this story means to you personally, Sandhya? Um, yeah, sure. Amasari is, so the main character's name is Shreya, and she loves her Amasari and their culture when they're at home. But when she goes out with her Ama, who wears the sari, on their shopping trip, she just wants to blend in. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it celebrates the mother and daughter bond, and it's a story about embracing your cultural roots and the way that your cultural identity makes you unique. And uh, so it's, it's about embracing that cultural roots with pride and joy. It certainly feels like that as you read it. Uh, it has got so much joy coming through your language um, and also through the rich illustrations, the sari that sort of floats through the whole book. And yet it does have such tenderness and such heart. And we really um, feel for this beautiful girl character at the centre of this story. Was this an experience that you had growing up, um, this uh, wanting to blend in, for lack of better words? Uh, yeah. Yes, it was. Um, it, the story is actually um, inspired by my walks that I had with my mummy um, when I was six or seven in Melbourne. And um, my mum would wait for a, a lovely sunny day and she would <laughs> wear her sari and we would just go you know, to the markets or to the library. Uh, and I remember walking with her and just feeling like, oh, we, we look different. <laughs> And yeah. and uh, magnificent, of course. <laughs> <'Cause>, uh, <laughs> yeah, the so, sari is so beautiful. Yeah, it is. Yes, that's true. But I also um, felt that often second generation uh, migrant children might have this sort of um, 
a difficult relationship with their culture and think about, you know, always question about belonging and what that meant and what having a separate culture, a different culture, what does that mean? And, you know, how do you come to terms with it and how do you embrace it? These are all questions that used to run through my mind. So that's sort of where this comes from. Mm, yes, you can feel the personal uh, importance of this book bleeding through. I think it, um, a good picture book can resonate no matter where it's set or, you know, who the character is. Um, it can connect with all of us and we can really sort of feel the story. Um, and I think this story does this very well. Is this your first picture book, Sandhya? No, this one is my second picture book. And my first one was The Boy Who Tried to Shrink His Name, <laughs> which came out in August uh, 2021. And shortlisted, no less. Yes, yes. So I, I haven't. I, I, this this is a notable sticker. I haven't yeah. um, got the got the next one yet. So it was no, notable in the um, uh, picture book of the year category, and then it got shortlisted in the um, new illustrator award category. What an amazing achievement for your first book. It's so exciting. Um, is this book also coming from a personal experience? Or? Uh, yes, yes, because yeah. so, um, my, my name is Sandhya Parapukaran. That's something that I've, you know, had all my life, just not people not being able to pronounce my name and also I'm feeling a bit embarrassed by it myself. So, yeah, so that's where the story for this book came from because um I also my kids have the say the they have the same surname and when they went for assemblies and they called out for assembly awards you could feel that pause before they try and say it and I did I always ask them like did somebody come up to you and ask you how to say it properly first and it was almost it was always no but I had a nice experience at the hospital once when I was having my my daughter and the nurse she took my chart and she called me up and she said oh how do you how do you say it phonetically I she listened to me and she wrote it on my chart in like, you know, chunky monkey style, mm-hmm. uh, how you hear it. Uh, and that was really good because anyone else who was coming after her and picked up my chart, they could see how it was said, you know, how mm-hmm. you had to say it. So it wasn't too daunting for them. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, that was really nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I wanted to put that. And then I had a friend who just insisted she wanted to learn how to say it properly because I, I would never correct people and she said no 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 tell me tell me how how to say it and she would listen and get the sounds right and I thought oh well those two experiences just I thought you know I, I could probably put that into you know use all of that put it into a book so that's where the boy who tried to drink his name came from yeah it's a beautiful story and uh yeah a very important it's got a lot of resonance um and again beautifully illustrated you're so lucky you get to work with incredible illustrators i'm very lucky to have yeah michelle Pereira. like just incredible i love her use of color gorgeous (laughs) gorgeous <laughs> oh she is so talented she's amazing um as are you and this amazing thing that happens publishing a picture book as you know isn't you know it's not the easiest thing and a lot of us set out wanting to write picture books and have a dream to write a picture book and as we embark on the journey we realize oh it's actually not as easy as it might seem at first would you like to talk us through your personal journey into publishing a picture book, your first book? Of course, yes. I took a break from my work because um, I was just feeling a bit overwhelmed and I felt like I needed a break. 
I was working in food technology and so I actually quit my job at the end of 2017. I thought just thought I'd take a year off. I had no plans of writing, but I always loved reading and I'd found that I hadn't had much chance to read because I was just too busy and I wasn't taking that time out for myself to do some reading and I thought okay 2018 a break year I'm just going to go back I'm going to read and that's the same year my youngest um, started prep so he was starting to learn how to read so I thought all right we're going to start going back to the library so we went and took out heaps and heaps of picture books and I was just reading him picture books and he was really enjoying it and I was enjoying watching him and then I, I thought back to the picture books that I really liked when I was little. I couldn't remember them. I thought, oh, my goodness, where's my memories going? And so I just thought, you know, all these picture books that I'm reading with my son, I don't want to forget any of that. So I thought, okay, I'm going to put it all in a blog. And I started blogging at the end of 2018, just as um, – wasn't like a big blog or anything. It was just something very small where I'd say, oh, we read this book and you know, this is the experience we had. And so that was really lovely. And I shared the blog with his teacher and his librarian and they said, oh, yeah, this is nice. You write really well. And that's the first time somebody just told me you write really well. And that was really strange because I went, what? <laughs> <Do I?" laughs> and then it was in 2019 when he was in year one. And we were sitting on the sofa reading a picture book. And I just thought, hey, what do you reckon? Could I write one like this? And in his like you know, six-year-old enthusiasm, he just said, yeah, you write it and I'll draw the pictures. <laughs> so I went, okay. So I just jumped on from there. I just thought, okay, I want to write one. So I, had, I quickly wrote one. I wrote uh, this picture book about a character going to the moon. But then I realized, no, there's something wrong with this story. This, you know, I, I don't think I really know how to write it. And that's when I looked up courses and found the Australian Writer Centre picture book course. And I thought, yeah, I think I need to do this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I jumped on and I started that course. And that's, you were my um, tutor. (laughs) I was, and And I remember your stories very well because you are a very naturally talented writer and your stories have such beauty. So even though I've taught, I think I must have taught thousands of people in that course, (laughs) your story does stay with you. (laughs) And also like, you know, learning about picture books and learning the structure and then you learn some uh, things about picture books that when you read them again, then you're like looking for specific things you you try and look see oh how does the how does the um author craft this story and so you're looking at it with a critical eye after after the course and with your encouraging words too um I'd also I joined a writer's group um write links so people in my group were going to CYA which is a um children's writing conference here in Brisbane and I thought oh okay well I'll go too (laughs) if you're all going then I'm gonna go too so I uh took one of my stories that I wrote in the course and you needed two stories to submit so I thought oh I started this story about a boy who was trying to shrink his name and I just thought I'll I'll just put that one in there (laughs) as well and yeah and that's uh where I met Alison O'Brien she was the um, commissioning editor of Little Hair Books. Uh, and I thought, yeah, I'll just take one 
editor assessment, see how I go, you know, just, and she just liked the, the manuscript boy who tried to shrink his name, but it, it, it still needed a lot of work, but she said, you know, just revise and submit it. And yeah. so, yeah, that's, that's how it started. Yeah, fantastic. She was one of my first editors, actually, at Little, yeah, my first book was published with Little Hair as well. And yeah, she's got such a, well, I mean, she she's known for finding these amazing manuscripts out of the woodpile, because she has a very keen eye for beautiful writing. Um, and yeah, a sort of an interesting and fresh way of telling a story. So lucky Alison found you. <laughs> and you yeah. found Alison. And I found her. I'm just so lucky to, yeah, to be able to work with her because I still had like a lot of work and I think um, it took the rest of the year for me to actually get it to this stage mm -hmm. yeah, yeah it was a, a lot of work but um, I think it's it. great great to talk about that because um when people are reading picture books, particularly if they haven't done something like the Australian Writer Centre course um, and it's all very new, they have the impression that writing a picture book is kind of easy, like it's short, oh, anyone can do this. Um, and, of course, as soon as you embark on this journey, you realise, wow, there's yeah a lot more to it than meets the eye and it's not so easy. Um, so even though you had that initial interest from a publisher and they like your story and I know, having worked with you, that you're a great writer, even still there was more work to do and I think it's really uh, great that you're able to talk about that. What sort of work was there? What, what was challenging about polishing that manuscript up for acquisitions? Uh, okay, first of all, the ending wasn't mm -hmm. all there. When I'd said, I mean, I had an ending there, but that ending wasn't working. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I this was like my first attempt and I hadn't put in the culture, too much culture in there. There was the mother character wasn't there and oh, no, she not wasn't in the there. No, no, she wasn't there in the initial one. So I was wow. like, yeah. you know how like you say the child has to do everything, like yeah, you yeah. hear this, you know. So I was trying to like not have too many other characters and go, okay, yeah, the, yeah. the child is going to do everything here. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's how I had it. And I didn't know like how much culture do I, do I put it in? Like what do I put in? Like how much do I put in? <laughs> and all that. I had a lot of conversations with Alison and she said, okay, what is your personal connection to the story? And we had discussions about that. And she said, okay, so um, you can put in a bit of culture in there, you know, mm. try, try that. So, mm. so I put in the, the mother character and I wrote a little bit about you know what they would do at home a bit of a bit about the food and things that they would eat and and then the the friends like i the friend where i didn't know they they liked to skate until very later on in the story <laughs> so i would take them to various places like i i did a lot of writing i took them to a birthday party it wasn't working there then i took them to the school oval and then i took them to the neighborhood but it wasn't working and there's a actually skate park near my house and I think I, I at that time I was taking my son to his badminton lessons and I would drive past this skate park and I would see the skate park and I thought oh you know, I think um, Zimdala Mashkamishkara and his friend I think they like to skate we'll, we'll try that because I was looking for something equally difficult as a name so that I could use it as a metaphor and I thought okay 
we'll try this. And finally, like when that, when I realized that they like to skate, that's when the story, and I'd already written about the food and everything. So that and this just came together into the ending, but it took a lot of writing to get there. Well, it makes sense that it takes a lot of time, really, um, especially for your first book. And I know my first book also took a lot of hand-holding uh, with my then editor, yeah. Magretta Lamond, which is, you know, why would that be surprising? Like, of course, it's going to yeah. take, take a little while to work that all out. Do you, did you have a similar process when it came to writing Amasari? Was it also a lot to work out in those initial stages? Yes, yes, it was. Um, with Amasari, I um, won the 2020 um, ASA, Australian Society of Authors and Copyright Agency uh, Mentorship Award. That's open every, I think, December, January. You can submit your manuscript for that. So I submitted an early um, version of Amasari and I won that that year. <laughs> um, so I got to work with Sue DiGennaro, uh, who was just incredible. <laughs> It was so good to work with her and she understood this story. She was so great because we had a lot of discussions, again, about the personal connection. And in, in the first drafts, like I wasn't going deep enough and she would encourage me to like just, you know, what are the, the, the little girls, what are her feelings? She said, you know, go back, go deeper, dig deeper. And it was almost as if I wasn't. I didn't want to do that. I was like, it was just too much. And But it was good to have Sue encourage me. And I, le I learned a lot about like, you know, structuring the picture book and pacing as well. Um, I, it looks like that I did it in The Boy Who, but I didn't know that I was doing it. I was just totally, I, I don't know. Um, but then it was only with Sue's instructions. And then she made me like really think about okay think about pacing like deliberately when I started thinking okay like you know d making deliberate attempts to like craft it so I think I did it more of a that was good it was really good to work with Sue and I learned a lot um, from her. Yeah and we often do need those mentors or those teachers to help us you know understand of course particularly structurally um, it's very useful and like you say your first book you did write quite intuitively in that sense and you did have a lot of that structural stuff already there and that is often the case and that's because we're raised on so many stories uh, we really do have it in our bones but it can be a bit of a fluke <laughs> so yeah. having having a teacher like Sue obviously helps us yeah pick it apart and make a bit more of a, a conscious understanding of what we're actually doing with our craft um yeah that's yeah. so so wonderful have you got more picture books in the pipeline I have um one book coming out next year and uh it's the same team as the boy who and Amasari so yeah so I I can't say any more about it at the moment but very excited and uh yeah <laughs> Well, congratulations. That is so wonderful. And for, you know, one of my students, I feel very proud um, because I've seen, of course, those early manuscripts and now you're a multiple published author. You're shortlisted and yeah. highly acclaimed, we'd consider. Um, so it's just so, so wonderful to watch your journey flourish. Have you gone back to full-time work at the food tech or are you looking at this as a career, the picture books? Uh, no, I haven't gone back, but I am looking for a job, still looking for a job. I want to do something, hopefully, in the in the book uh, industry. 
Um, so I've been applying, you know, to libraries and just bookish things like that. So uh, yeah, I, I know this is this is great. I still want to keep on writing. That would be that would be just lovely. But um, but yes, I'm still looking for a job. <laughs> still in the market for a job. Yeah, the reality of making a full time living out of picture books <laughs> in Australia is not quite anyone's reality so yeah <laughs> we do need to do other work usually um well I love that you're going to stay in that world though and and look to it for inspiration probably um, particularly if you're working amongst books of course it's, it feeds and nourishes that creative part of your soul do you have like a process uh like for looking around for new ideas do you keep a journal on you what i imagine having your son around would probably be an endless source of inspiration where where are, where are you drawing your ideas from generally uh yeah having having but he's he's um nine now so he's actually moved on to like a bit older thoughts uh, and things like that although sometimes he says things and i think oh yeah i need to write that down <laughs> And also just experiences. I think I, I'm a good observer because I observe like differences in cultures and I pick that up and I think, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if I can do something with that. If I do get an idea, like because I know that ideas can come and then you can forget them quite quickly. So just so that I don't forget those ideas, I do write them down. And then, you know, uh, I might just, sit down and try and put it into like a narrative and think about a character and I'll start a story. I've also got like critique groups now with my writers group uh, and that's really good because we share stories and critique each other's work and I think when a deadline for that comes up it's good because then I can pick something up and I go okay I'm going to try this see how this goes yeah and I just put that into a story so that that's that's how it goes right now, like ideas and then critique groups. and Yeah, critique group is a really essential part of the process, oh, isn't it? Yeah, having definitely. that. <laughs> Aside from the teachers, of course. Yeah, having those peers around us who share our objectives, I guess, and we all, you know, care about similar things. Just having a new set of eyes on a new work is obviously very useful. Um, and I love that you've found your people who can support that journey and, yeah, help you flourish. It's very exciting. Well, it's been so lovely chatting with you today, Sandhya, and about your yeah, beautiful picture books. Um, I love Amasari, as I said earlier. It's just such a beautiful book, um, so rich, and uh, you feel like you're falling into every page. Um, but also your prose is is equally as beautiful. Uh, the lyricism of your text, the way you handle story in this very delicate way. Um, I think it's, yeah, just absolutely beautiful. So congratulations again on all your wonderful successes. It's very exciting. Oh, thank you so much, Sunny, And um, thank you for chatting with me today. Oh, of course. Um, <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and, uh, yeah, sharing a bit of your process with us. Oh, wonderful. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Sunshine House podcast. This podcast is produced by Jen Pitch and the music is produced by Gregor Hutchka and Brett Canning. Join us over at the Facebook group by searching for Sunshine House Writers and Creatives. This is a happy and supportive place to come and hang out if you're a children's book creator. I also run courses for creatives. 
Find out more by visiting my website, zannilouise.com. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please follow, share with your friends and leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice as this will help other people find us. Have a lovely, sunshiny day.